Hello, church family. Lovely to see you. And uh, what, a, what a morning. God's already speaking to us. In a way, I'm not going to add much to what's already been said. It's lovely when God's already speaking. I wonder what your, your view of the world is this morning, on the back of a week that we've just had. I want to read to you from, uh, my subject I've been given is uh, serving in the Spirit. I want to change that slightly and put it another way, serving one another in love, because I think they kind of go together really importantly. And I want to take you to 1 Peter and chapter 4, and I'm going to read from verse 7. Just got just about three or four verses from 1 Peter chapter 4. And Lord, please keep speaking into our hearts. Lord, there's so many loud voices out there. So many in the news. There's just so many voices. We want to hear your voice. Keep speaking to us, I pray, this morning. In Jesus' name I ask it. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. Here we go. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so you may pray. And above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you, should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. And we've already spoken this morning about this last week, events there in southern Turkey and northern Syria. Every time I look at the news, the number goes up. I looked this morning, just as I came out, and uh, it's up to, was it 128,000? Is that right? What did you say? 28. You said, you said 25,000, didn't you? It's gone up to, sorry, it's gone up to 28,000 overnight. Sorry, 28,000 people. That's huge, isn't it? I can hardly get my head around it. And then, of course, there's Ukraine. It's almost, it's been knocked off the top of the news, isn't it? But there's still just awful things happening, happening there. And then there's things getting shot out of the sky. I think a third one now over Canada or something. There's the stuff that... It, it, there's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fearful world, potentially, that we live in, isn't it? There's some very big things going on. And I think Paul, I think the, Peter, rather, and the Lord wants to remind us, if you didn't already realise, these are urgent days. <laughs> They're urgent days. And you may have spotted, I read there quite dramatically, verse 7, the end of all things is near. And let me just remind you that for the Christian, the end times began when Jesus came. That's when the end times began, okay? In other words, everything from there onwards is to be lived in view of 
the coming in, in glory of the Lord Jesus to receive his, his kingdom. Do you get that? We're not very good at this. I think, especially in the West, we're not very good at getting into our heads that, that, that the world, as it stands, can come to an end. It's unsettling, well, like potentially. We're not very good at thinking like that, 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 that God can magnificently intervene. We're not very good at that, are we? We push that, well, I don't get all that, I'll park it. No, 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 no. Peter is saying here, we're to live in light of the coming, the magnificent coming of the Lord Jesus. In all, in all his, every eye will see, every knee will bow. Folks, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And we're to live in the light of that. You see, because there's something else going on in the world. There's all this war and suffering and pain, but there's something else going on in the world, and it's this. Jesus is preparing his bride. He's building his church, and it's, it's largely hidden from view. But one day, one day, the beauty of the church from every tongue, tribe, and nation will arise to meet the Lord. It will. It will. It's the most, you know, we, we see the superpowers prancing and, and uh, flexing their muscles, and we think, ooh, uh. One day, they will be like dust on the scales, the Bible says. When the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords comes again, and he, he holds back his coming out of mercy, out of grace, out of kindness, because he's building his church. He's still gathering from every tongue and tribe and nation. He's gathering, he's, he's drawing, he's graciously seeking and, and, and saving lost people, preparing his bride, and, and you and I are part of it, and we can give our lives to something that was a song there. I want to give my life for something that will last forever. Yes, it's the bride of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ, and this morning, serving, it's, 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 it's inviting. It's saying, hey, you can be a part of the greatest happening on the planet. The gathering, the building of the church, the, the bride of Christ being, being made ready for the coming of Jesus. I want to live for the glory of God, don't you? Is there anyone else want to, do, want to be part of that? You can and, and you are and you, you're going to be. So let's, let's go through this, this verse. As, as Peter, he's reminding these dear people in the turbulent days they lived in, he's reminding them that it's not always going to be the way it is right now. And in light of that, there's three things that he says healthy local churches should really uh, have in their DNA and in their life. There's three things. In the light of all this stuff going on, in the light of the coming of Jesus, there's three things that are massively important for, for the local church. And they're going up on the screen now. Number one, it's the urgency of prayer. Number two, the primacy of love. And number three, the gift of serving. Paul is, in these, two, these verses just encapsulate the things that matter most in the local church. We'll do all sorts of things, but these are the things. In light of that, the end is coming. So be alert, be sober, so you can pray. Now, I'm not going to say too much about that because I'm speaking about something else, but pray. Um, if you've been following us in our 
Kings at Home Daily, we're going through Nehemiah and we're, we're seeing about Nehemiah. This, there's a building where we're, seeing, we're learning about his, his prayer life, how he prays, you know, arrow prayers, God help! And then purposeful prayers, oh God, I'm coming to you. I need, and we've been learning about that. You can join us every weekday going through Nehemiah. Okay, so prayer. Steph spoke to us, didn't he, about the primacy of prayer, the, sorry, the, the urgency of prayer. Really, really important. As a church family, we, we've got several uh, times when we pray. I think they're going up on the, on the thing behind me now. There's, there's times when we're praying. Um, first Friday prayer. Why am I saying this? Dear, dear church, get your personal prayer stoked up. Share about it in life group. How can we stoke up our personal prayer life to pray in these urgent days? How do we pray in these urgent days? Well, the Lord's Prayer is a good place to start. But there's other times I want to say to you, please prioritize. Pick out one or two of these and say, I'm going to go. I'm going to do that. So we've got First Friday prayer. Easy to remember, isn't it? First Friday prayer. Dead easy. Please get it in your diary. Go for it. It'll be coming up soon. It's going to be March soon, isn't it? Is it that right? Soon. First Friday, that might work really well for you. Second Saturday, we're making it simple for you. Second Saturday, kind of, we had it yesterday, we were here yesterday morning. Do you know what? I think that hour, we're in the coffee shop, eight till nine, with coffee um, on a Saturday morning. I think that hour yesterday morning was probably the most fruitful hour of my week. I've done all sorts of stuff this week. That was probably the most valuable, fruitful time of my week. We prayed about, um, about Turkey and Syria and Ukraine. And then we also prayed about, about, um, about our nation. A lot, some of us in the prayer were really moved by... It's Kit there. She is, isn't she? Kit shared the other week about just the, the challenge for students, youngsters, in the, mid, living, in the midst of this turbulent world, all the stuff... Hitting, you, hitting them on their phones and the social media stuff, the news stuff. And she shared really deeply the other Sunday. And, and that, some folks in, the, in, the, in our prayer picked up on that. Let's pr- and we prayed. In fact, do you know what? We, we prayed for all the teachers at King's. We named them all. We did. We named you all. We, we, we prayed for every teacher at King's. We prayed for you and for those that you're serving. It was a beautiful time. It was a wonderful time. Really, do come join us in these prayer times. What else are we doing? Oh, it's gone. Um, oh, yes, yeah, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. We were up there this morning, at top floor at the front, uh, at the end there. I, I don't know what you call the room. It's, anyway, it's up top. And, and we were in there praying. Again, church, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert, alert and sober so you may pray. As elders, we pray on a Wednesday morning, early, early, early. We pray for you. We pray for those who are unwell. We pray. I want you to know, we take this seriously. It, it's, it's important to us. And I want to encourage you to join in. Okay, so I'm not really preaching on prayer, but there you go. Um, the urgency of prayer. The second thing I see here is the primacy of love. And I'm going to come back to this in a moment. But did you see what he says here? Above all. Above, that word there means uh, before anything else. Over and above, before you do anything. Oh, by the way, I should, I'm going back because I've just seen these people here. There was another prayer meeting this week, Relational Mission Together, Tuesday night, 
online, praying for relational mission all across the world. It was, and do you know who was hosting it? Bouter and Simone from out there in the Netherlands. And do you know who prayed for them on, on the Zoomy Zoomy thing? It was these guys here. It was uh, Chris and Nikki. It was beautiful. They, 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 they led the prayer charge for, for, for the Netherlands, that new church in the Netherlands. And do you know what? Chris prayed in Dutch. He did. He prayed in Dutch. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We ought to publicise that one better next time, get you all in, because it was a great, great time. Oh, and we heard the new name of the church in Nijmegen. What's it called? Novio. Novio Kircher or something. Is that good Dutch? Kircher, is that all right? New church. Brilliant. Where was I? Loving. Yes, above all else. Before anything else. Love one another. I'm, do you know what? I'm, the older I get, the more challenged I am by that. I don't want any broken relationships anywhere. I, 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 do you know what? I, I, it offends the Lord, doesn't it? Love, but before anything else, this is the controlling factor in our lives together, that we love one another. And because you, you know Jesus said, by this will all men know that you are my disciples. I'm hugely challenged by that. The greatest witness that we have as a church is our love for one another. That's what Jesus said. And you know the context where Jesus said that? By this will all men know. Do you know what the context is? It's John chapter 13. He's just washed their feet. He's just washed their feet. And he says, by this will all men know you're my disciples. Oh, I'm challenged by that. I am challenged by that. I hope you are too. I'll come back to that in just a moment. But let's go on to this next one, the gift of serving, because that's what I'm meant to be speaking about. Because Peter is saying here that he's saying he's commanding us. Whatever gift it is you've got, you better use it in church family for the glory of God. You've got to use it. That's what he's saying, okay? Offer hospitality to one another. You know, I'm sure we've told you this before. Hospitality. Oh, who doesn't love hospitality? Being invited into someone's home, sit around the table. You, don't forget, hospitality actually means loving the stranger. The, the word there, filio zetos. Filio love, brotherly love. Filio zetos is the stranger. Loving the stranger. And so it's loving the stranger. By the way, there's only, only 10. We could sell 100 this morning, couldn't we? I don't want to walk through the city without one of these. I don't want to walk past people who are in need. I never have any cash on me. But I, you see people, you know, people just begging, selling that magazine and whatever. And you, 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 can, you can offer some hospitality, you know. Don and his team are ever so friendly in here. They really are. And go on, goodness me, 10. Get rid of those. Let's get 10. I'm not doing books today, all right? I'm doing these. Just do it. Have one in your pocket every time you walk through the city so you can say, hey, that'll bless you. Just go over there and free cake and coffee and you'll meet some lovely people. All right? Rush to wherever it is, where they're selling them. Back. Ten. Gone today, right? Let's have a hundred next week. All right? Hospitality. Loving the stranger. The gift of serving. There it is. Offer hospitality. No grumbling. Keep going. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received 
What for? To make yourselves feel good. Oh, no. Each use your gift to serve others. Sometimes we think about gifts. Oh, what's my gift? Oh, I wonder what gift I've got. Oh, I think I might have this gift. Oh, it's to serve others. It's, it's all about serving. It's, you know, in fact, it's best to be a bit kind of unaware of, this, of trying to tick off what gifts you've got. I mean, I still don't quite know what I am after all these years. But it's about serving. It's about just loving people and serving them. Okay? It's it's wonderful. So hospitality, serving, it's that word diakonos, diakonoio, diakonos. Oh, deacons and all that. Well, actually, just to say, um, we we feel as church family it would be appropriate right um, now, well, not now, but we, we want to... Appoint deacons, deaconesses. We, what we haven't done in the past, because some of us have memories of kind of diaconates from years ago, and it was all a bit kind of painful. Um, but it's a lovely word. It's a New Testament thing. Releasing people. You know, we, the, the, way, the, the reason they appointed deacons, they, it was to release the apostles. They could get on with their praying and preaching and doing the stuff. Releasing and taking responsibility. And so we... People, men and women taking real areas of responsibility to serve the church family um, in clear roles that are kind of a, uh, uh, everyone understands and know about. And then they're recognized by church family, lay hands on men and women here. And hey, the, we're in this together. We're serving together. We're going to do that, okay? I say we've held back for years because of diaconates and things, but most of you haven't a clue of that stuff anyway anymore. It's a biblical thing. It's releasing. It's seeing the family serving together. So watch out for that. Deacons, deaconesses, laying hands on them. Real responsibility, serving church, family. Okay, now, I, I, I need to say about serving. You know, I, I get to see and hear about beautiful serving around church family. I do. I've been hearing these last few weeks about some of you going into hospital, visiting... Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. I, I, I hear. I hear. I get that you don't. Hear, I hear about it. It's wonderful. And it's a bit dangerous, this, because I'm going to leave some areas out. But there's, there's there's so much beautiful serving going on. There's people who arrive here early on a Sunday morning while you're probably still in bed, and they're getting. They're just getting things ready and doing the stuff, and it's beautiful. Um, they, they, oh, I've got a list. Should I keep to it? Um, King's care. I love what, you know, before I leave on a Sunday, I most often go around the back there and nip in there just to see who's in the kitchen and just, just appreciate them. It's beautiful. It's been going for about 20 years. It's beautiful. And people serve. Loads of people have served in there over the years. And, you know, sometimes it's people who, please hear me on this, it's people who have got very high-powered, impressive jobs and things. And they're busy people. And I go in there and I see they've rolled their sleeves up and they're loving and serving people, peeling the potatoes. Is that beautiful? For the glory of God. Isn't that lovely? I mean, it's happening everywhere. I'm going to miss loads out. Um, I could, oh, so much. Can I have another hour? I mean, I could talk about hospitality, the beauty of hospitality in the church. It's been a part of church life here for so long. Thank you, Chris. So, so beautiful, the serving it's part of our DNA in church family. 
What else? There's the children's workers out there now. Bless them, bless them, bless them. Oh, they've never quite got enough. But if you feel stirred this morning, oh, what else shall I mention? Uh, small group leaders serving a small group lead, small groups. Oh, life groups. Sorry, not small, life. Life group leaders. Beautiful. David and Linda overseeing them. The coffee shop, the warm space, the language group. It's just beautiful. The welcome team, the, 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 the ones I've forgotten. It's, it's, it's the family of God. It's beautiful. And, and, and you can be a part of it, whatever your gift is. And, and the thing about this passage, do you know what? It makes, he makes no distinction between what we might call spiritual gifts and practical gifts. They're right next to each other here. You know, if, if your gift is, is speaking, speak to the glory of God. If your gift is, is, is serving, coffee, whatever, serve to the glory of God. No distinction. You know, please, it, it, it's, it's, all, it's all serving. Nat, you know, we, we can get very uptight about it. Oh, it's spiritual gift, natural gift. But that, no, 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 no. Serving for the glory of God. That's lovely. Do you like that? So it's, here it is. It's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And I get to see quite a lot of it. And you too can be, you can be a part of this. There was a connect last weekend. People joining the church family. Beautiful. Maybe you're not part of the church family yet. Join, get involved. This is, this is the, the most glorious thing on the planet, the building of the local church for the glory of God. It is. It really is. So, okay, you've got the idea. So, now, I, this is, I'm gonna, we're going to break bread in a moment, but I'm, I'm sort of, I want to come into a real focus here. How do we do this stuff well? How do we do this serving really, really well? Okay, well, first of all, all get involved. How do we do it well? The first thing we need to realize is, it's for the glory of God. It's not for me to get a badge. It's for the glory of God. And if you, those children's workers down there right now, they're doing it for the glory of God. They're pleasing their heavenly Father. What is better than that? What is better than one day? Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we do it for, the glory of God. It's, it's, so the first thing is to realize we do it for the glory of God. That's what it says here. La, 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 la. Use your gifts, various forms. Speak, do, whatever. That in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever and ever. It's for the glory of God, your humble area of serving. It's for the glory of God. It's beautiful. Do you get it? it oh, it's You know the picture of the body that, that Paul talks about. That every bit playing its part, even the unbeautiful parts. You might be an unbeautiful part. Sure you're not, but you know what I mean. It, important, important, special, special for the glory of God. Do you get it? I, I want you to get hold of this. That little, maybe you've been beavering away somewhere lately and you've thought, you know what, no one's seeing what I'm doing. Yes, they are. And it's for the glory of God. And one day you're going to get, well done, good, faithful servant. I love it. So that's the first way we do it. We won't, it's for the glory of God. But there's a second thing here we need, and this is really important. Okay. And it's, it's found in verse 8 where it says here, Above all, before everything else, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of of sins. This is really, really important. You see, when we're all serving together, all rubbing shoulders, doing stuff together, it's quite easy for 
a fence to get in, okay? Or we can, our egos might get a bit bruised here and there. Um, I mean, hey, you, in any family, when you're doing life together, um, there's, there's a bit of pain around at times. Am I right? There is. Why is this? Well, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm still a work in progress. Okay. You all know that. The Lord hasn't finished with me yet. I'm still a work in progress. I've got some funny ways. I, I've got, I have. I, I've, and so has anyone else here got some funny ways? Oh, I'm so glad to see that. We're all works in progress. We've all got some annoying little thing. We don't want to know about them this morning, really. Well, you come for prayer later and we'll, we'll pray. No, and I'm not telling you all my funny ways. But, folks, we, we, we're works in progress. And we need to extend grace to one another. And when you're working together, in the, if you only come once a week, you can get away with it. You don't need to get very close to people. But if you're doing life together, you're going to find their, each other's funny ways. And that's why, above everything else, before everything else, love one another. It's agape love there. It's that sacrificial serving love. Above everything else, love one another deeply from the heart. That's what makes serving work in the family of God. That's how we don't take offence. Well, blow it. I've, I've done my shift. Whoa, 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 whoa. We love one another deeply from the heart. Because in any family, we're going to, there's going to be moments. I read something when, when I was preparing this in, in a family. It said, um, toddlers bruise your feet. Teenagers bruise your heart. Probably true, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And in, in church life, in the family of God, there's potential bruising that can go on because we're all works in progress growing up in the Lord. And we want to find grace for one another, don't we? Love one I'm challenged. By this will people know you're my disciples. And, and, and so now I, I want to focus in on one word here. And it says, love one another deeply. Okay. Now this word deeply, it means at full stretch. It's like a muscle. Love one another on the stretch. Love at full stretch. That's how church life works. Agape, serving together with love. Serving with love, loving one another. Even when they wind us up, even when they're, especially when they're different from us, loving one another. Oh, this is beautiful. I know it is happening. It happens here. Of course it does. It happens here. And I'm just saying, more, Lord. Please, more, this wonderful loving in the serving. Love on the stretch. And my funniness might stretch your love for me sometimes, just like your funny ways might stretch my love for you sometimes. Do you get it? Love on the stretch. That's Oh, God, give us love on the stretch. We've got an enemy who loves to throw in discord and disunity and all that stuff. We, we, no, 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 let's love on the stretch. Yeah? Have you get any idea? Why? Because love covers a multitude of sins. It's a funny old verse, that. And I've kind of thought, sin surely can only be covered by the cross. But I think this is talking about those things that we, we, we don't, we're barely kind of aware of. 
and it's kind of, there's just a bit of a clash and a funniness, and we don't quite know. And, and instead of going to the courtroom to work out who did wrong, who did right, cover it with the love of Christ. Love covers a multitude of sins. Do you get it? I, 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 it's, I think that's the context of this verse. It covers some of it where work's in progress, and the, almost some without realizing it, we're going to annoy each other sometimes and, and, and things and step on our toes. Whoops. Folks, it's covering it with the love of Christ, covering it with our love, deep, deep love. Okay? So we don't, want to, we don't take delight in people's faults or point them out. Ooh, uh, you know, no, 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 no. Okay, love, loving one another deeply. Now, this is where I'm coming to close, and we're going to break bread in a moment. How do we do this? How do we love one another deeply from the heart? It sounds hard work. How on earth do we do it? Well, here's the key. You can't do it on your own. You can't. You can't, you, can't, you can't love deeply the way the Lord wants you to. You can't do it, naturally speaking. You really, really, really can't. Listen to this verse here, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14, where Paul is being, he's being taken apart. The Corinthians are saying, oh, Paul, you're not very impressive. Ooh, uh, there's much more impressive gifts around than you. What are you up to? And he, said, and he comes up with this lovely phrase. He says, Christ's love compels me. Christ's love compels me. You see, you can only love on the stretch when you have had such an experience of the love of Christ for you that it just, you can't, it it compels you. you. You're just changed by the love of Christ. You've shown me such grace and kindness, Lord. I, it, your love compels me. It's your love for it's Christ's love for us that compels us, not our love for Him. No, no, it's because we have been ah oh, such re- re- recipients of the love of Christ. Whoa! Keep yourself in the love of God. Otherwise, you won't be able to serve the way that you should do. And when you, if you've got, if you keep that sense of the overwhelming love of Christ for you, it compels you in the way you treat others. That's what it says. Oh, I love that word, wherever it came from. Yes, yes, yes. I read this quote. This is a good quote. Do you like this one? See if you like this one. It's his love for us that brings us to our brother's feet. It's the grace of God for us that fills our basin for service. Do you like that? It's his love for me that brings me to my knees before my brother and sister. It's his grace towards me that fills my basin to wash their feet. I love that. I I quite like that. I wish I'd written that, but I didn't. Isn't that that, that great? You see, we, we have been overwhelmed, and we continue to be overwhelmed, by the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of the love of Christ for us. And that's what motivates us to to serve with love in the family of God and not get offended and not take offence and not grumble and not rumour and not gossip. And if we do get into those things, we have an opportunity Every time we come around the table, when, when we look at the love of Christ, you see, 
His love for you. Talk about love on the stretch. That's, it's actually, you know, that word on the stretch, it's, it's, it's the same word as in, in Luke 22 when, when it's speaking about Jesus in the garden. And it says he was in agony and he prayed intensely. It's that word on the stretch. He prayed on the stretch for you. And short, he was arrested and then he was literally stretched out out of his love for you. That's love on the stretch. And that's what enables you to love on the stretch. To love in the context of family, maybe, in the context of your marriage. Maybe your marriage is a bit wobbly at the moment. Maybe your love for one another. You've been offended, maybe. Dear, dear brother, sister, dear family, love on the stretch. Please, love on the stretch. Love on the stretch. In your home, maybe your your children are winding you up. Love on the stretch. Love on the stretch. Neighbours, friends, people here, love on the stretch because Jesus died for us. Let's have the musicians up, can we? We're going to break bread. Now, it's not appropriate. As we break bread now, it might not be appropriate to go and have a heart-to-heart with someone, but you might want to just put your arm around someone as we break bread. You might just want to... Well, you know, look, don't, don't be embarrassed about this, but you might just want to put your arm around someone. Love on the stretch, the family of God, as we come to break bread this morning. Church, I love being part of this family. It's a beautiful family. And I want to encourage us in these urgent, urgent days. I want to encourage us in our praying. I want to encourage us in our loving, above everything else, love one another so that we can serve effectively for the glory of God. Do you want some of that? Do you want some of that? Lord, I pray for us. Please, Lord. Oh, continue to do something beautiful among us. I pray that people will come across us here in the heart of the city and say, wow, the way they love one another, the way they serve and love, whoa. They must be Christians. Lord, please help us in this. Thank you that you loved on the stretch for us. Please help us to love on the stretch as we honour and serve one another for your glory. In Jesus' name. We're going to sing now. And as we sing this song, what song have you got there for us, Tom? Is it a good one? Hmm? Wonderful. The Power of the Cross. And as we sing this beautiful song, just... Come and take the bread and the wine. And maybe if the Lord's speaking to you, do you know what? I need to put a relationship right. Well, please take note of that. Don't forget and make sure that you do. And as I say, you might want to just put your arm around someone as we take the bread and the wine. There's tables there. And I think there's probably gluten-free stuff on one of the smaller plates as well. So feel free to go for that. And um, yeah, love on the stretch. Jesus on the cross for you. So let's go. Let's stand together and we'll sing this lovely song together as we break the bread and take the wine together. Jesus' body broken for us, his blood shed for us. We do this in remembrance of his love on the stretch for us.